honor for me to be a part of this conference. We're bringing it into the weekend. I got to tell you, it's exciting to have Pastor Di Beals here. Many of you have seen Pastor Brandon, and I told you she's just as good as her husband. Come on, ladies, right? Amen. He's awesome, but so is she, and we've been excited that she's with us. So we're going to dive in today and continue this theme of Collide. It's going to carry all weekend long. Now, before we dive in, if you have a Bible, a phone, wherever you're getting your source of Scripture, I want you to go with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. As you're going there, I'm going to tell a joke. I think I told this joke a few months ago, but it's just so um, appropriate for a women's conference. I heard a story about three men that were out in the wilderness, and they came to a raging river, and they needed to get across. So the first man looked up into heaven and he said, God, if you'll help me, I, 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 uh, I would like to cross this river. Give me the strength and, uh, and I can cross this river. Poof, suddenly God gave him massive arms. And so he was able to swim across the river in a matter of, oh, two hours. Well, the next man saw what happened. He stepped up to the edge of the river and he said, God, man, I'm asking you, I need to get across this raging river. Give me the strength, but also... Uh, give me the power to get across this river. And poof, suddenly he had strong arms and he had a boat that had oars in it. And so he jumped in and he rowed across the river in about an hour. Well, it was a little faster. So the third man stepped up and he said, God, I'm asking you to give me the strength and to give me the power and give me the smarts, the intelligence to get across this river. And poof, God made him into a woman. And... Um, And he grabbed and reached the map in his back pocket and saw that there was a bridge just a mile down and he crossed in about three minutes. And so, amen. And all the women said amen. And all the men said amen too, because you know women are the smartest people in the room. Okay. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about collision. And I know that this week, Di has been talking about um, things that happen and what collide means. And what I want to do today is talk to you a little bit and take a story in the Bible where there was a collision between a young woman and God. But before we get there, I started thinking about the concept of a collision and I ran across a video. And on this video, it's interesting um, because I saw that there are two things when they come together, like for instance, luminol. And you can stop for just a sec, okay? Luminol is a molecule that glows when it reacts with some chemicals like hydrogen peroxide. So if you take hydrogen peroxide and um, you connect it to luminol, it steals the atoms from luminol, and, and this is what happens, which produces a form that reacts with oxygen to make a very unstable molecule. If you watch this video, he will take some luminol and he'll take some hydrogen peroxide. Now watch what happens. In the dark, bam, look what happens. Now here's why that's interesting. Because at a crime scene, if they need to know there's blood, they come in and they spread that chemical and it lights up. Let me show you another one. This is called elephant's toothpaste. How many, no, that sounds exciting. This is when you take, uh, you create this tower of foam, all right? You can see it right there. It's just boom, it's blowing up, right? And this is when you add soap and hydrogen peroxide, all right? So the, the two together create a chemical reaction. Okay, guys, you can turn that off. The point I want to make is that sometimes when things collide, everything changes. So I don't know about you, but when I found a change in my life, it's usually because I've collided with God. So I want you to do something today. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to get ready for a collision. 
I want to read a verse. I'm going to ask you to read it with me. Those of you joining us online, why don't you stand right there in your home or our campuses. Stand right there. And we're going to read about a collision that took place with just a young girl. Some said she was as young as 13 or 14. I want you to read it with me. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says, read it with me. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. There was a collision between God's presence, the Holy Spirit, and a young girl named Mary, and everything changed. So why don't you do this? Close your eyes. If you want to reach a hand towards heaven, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now that you would speak to us. That there would be a collision tonight. A collision with your presence. Holy Spirit, come into this room and meet us where we are. And bring your change. Why don't you just say this with me? Say, Holy Spirit, change me. Now, in your own way, lean in. Come on, lean into God. What does that look like for you? Maybe it's a whispering of prayer. Maybe it's quietly singing a song of worship. Maybe it's just opening your heart. Holy Spirit, we lean in and we say, have your way right now. In this room and in homes all around the world. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you. What I want to do tonight is I want to work through this story where there was a collision. God came into the city of Nazareth and there was a collision with the Holy Spirit and a woman named Mary. Now, tonight we're going to focus on women specifically, but this really also affects anyone that breathes because when we have a collision with God, things change. We've learned over the weekend things like having a collision with God's presence. And, and tonight I want to talk to you about a collision with God's vision. I want to give you point number one. As we work through our story, we're going to learn some thoughts and principles that will help us navigate what that looks like. How many are with me tonight? Say amen. amen. You ready? Taking notes, write down point number one, which is simply this. As I read through this passage, here's what I discovered. When you collide with God, it's not an accident. I'm going to say that again. When you collide with God, it's not an accident. Let's go back to the, the passage we read a moment ago. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says, God sent the angel. He, this wasn't an accident. It wasn't some random city that God happened to wander into. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. He was very specific who he chose. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David. Now, how many know that when it comes to collisions, most of the time a collision is something that happens accidentally? Unless you're in a moment of blind road rage, come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You're not going to collide with another car. So when there's a collision, it's usually called what? A an accident. But how many know that sometimes in life, Collisions are on purpose. Come on, y'all with me. Has anybody ever been to the bumper cars? Come on, anybody love the bumper cars? How many know that kids, not adults as much, but kids love a determined collision? Because it's fun. 
What's interesting in this story is this is not an accidental collision with God. This is a determined collision. In fact, it's very specific because it even tells us that God chose the city, he chose the woman, and he even chose the man and, and mentions that he's a descendant of King David. And as we study the, the life and the lineage of Jesus the Messiah, we discover that there's a lineage back to King David, which was prophetically spoken that the Messiah would come from King David. And we see it through Mary, her lineage, and we see it through Joseph, his lineage. The point I'm making is that this thing that took place in Mary's life was not something that happened accidentally. And here's the point I want to make. God has determined the collision with you. God wants to collide with you. He did it with Moses. He did it with Saul. It wasn't random. In fact, I love this verse. It's found in John. Here's what the Bible tells us in John 15, 16. It says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. You didn't collide with God. It wasn't an accident that someone told you about Jesus. It wasn't an accident that you stumbled into Higher Vision Church because you saw it online. God predetermined a, a collision. He predetermined a bumper car experience so that as he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. What's interesting in the story, Mary knew it. If you read on later in the passage in Luke, it tells us that Mary sings a song. And in that song, she says this. She says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And then it says this, for he took notice of his lowly servant. You're not here by accident. Your destiny is not an accident. It's not a random act of fate because when you collide with God, it's not an accident. In fact, you know what I find about God? Is that God will even use unexpected things like tragedy and loss and divorce and bankruptcy and failure to drive you towards a collision with him. So let me, can I just say this? How many, an accident requires two things, two bumper cars, two vehicles. If God is a God who's not accidental but intentional, maybe we need to be more intentional about getting our kids, our wives, our husbands into women's conferences and men's conferences and youth ministry and Sunday services and children's services so they can have a collision. Come on, because God's not an accident. He's intentional. Just a little side point. We're starting right there. You ready for point number two? Say amen. amen. Point number two as I read the story is that when you collide with God, it's not a hit and run. When you collide with God, it's not a hit and run. As I was reading through this passage, here's the second thing I noticed. God picks this city, picks this woman, and he says, the angel is going to come and tell you that you're going to have an encounter, a collision with God. It goes on to say, in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Abram appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is, what does it say? 
Oh, let's try that again. I want to hear it all the way in Santa Paula. Come on. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. A collision with God is not a hit and run. The Bible says that he is with you. And what I love about this story is when we read this story, and I don't have time to, to, to take it all and dive, you know, dive into every part of it, but here's what's cool. is when God's with you, that means he's with everyone around you. Because if you read the story, what you discover is that because he chose Mary, he also chose Joseph. And because he chose Joseph, that meant he chose the whole family. Which means when the Magi came and they brought the chest of things like gold, frankincense, and myrrh so that he could provide for them so that they had the resources, I'll talk about this later, have the resources to go to Egypt and live there for many years until Herod was dead so they could come back. They, they literally had the entire family provided for because when God has a hit and run with you, and it's not a hit and run. When God collides with you, his intention is not just to change you, but his intention is to change everybody around you. I love what my son Tanner will say sometimes. Tanner will come up and, you know, something will happen. God has blessed Devet and I with something. I had an opportunity this week. I was in Hawaii for a few days. I was invited there by several pastors that have amazing churches, some of them two and three times the size of our church that, that are just, uh, God's using them in a mighty, mighty way. And they invited me to come. And so I came to this conference and got to spend time with them, got to play golf with them, got to kind of iron sharpens iron with them. And, you know, I get back and Tanner's like, Dad, did you have a good time playing golf? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Hashtag blessed. <laughs> you know what? God blesses you to be a blessing. And what I love is that there's a lot of things that my kids get to experience because of my collision. And you know why? Because God's with me. And what you need to understand with... God, the collision with God is that it's not a hit and run. He doesn't just hit you and you get saved and then he moves on. No, he's there to walk with you. That's why he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be closer than a, than a, than a brother. I'm there with you. And I want you to know today that God wants an encounter with you, but it's not an encounter for a moment. It's an encounter for eternity, for a lifetime here on earth and for all of eternity. And when he does it, he does it not just for you, but for everyone around you. That's good preaching, good preaching, Pastor Jared, amen. Good word. Let's go to point number three. We're just gonna work through this passage and, and find some, some things that are here to help us understand what collide really is all about. Point number three is when you collide with God, he wants you to stop and make an assessment. When you collide with God, he wants you to stop and make an, uh, an assessment. Watch what happens in this story. Luke chapter one, verse 20, 29. The angel shows up. And tells her that uh, God has come. And what does she say? Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. In other words, she stopped to go, God, what are you trying to say to me right now? You know, I was, had a situation a while back where I got hit and rear-ended by someone. And um, when you get in an accident, what happens you look at each other and you point to the side of the road, right? Or you point in other ways, but hopefully it's the other person, not you. Come on, we're Christians. Come on, somebody. And what's the purpose of the point? 
It's to get to the side of the road. Why? Because you need to exchange information. Number one. And number two, so you can assess the damage on your vehicle. So the point I want to make is that a collision is there to make you stop and assess and evaluate your situation. When we read through this story, it's almost as if God has come to her and her response is speaking to us. It's echoing to us. And the, the echo that is, it's saying is that maybe there's some things that God needs you to stop and take a look at. Maybe you need to take a look at your finances. Maybe you need to take a look at your relationships. Let me ask you this question. What is God trying to show you? Too many Christians, though, are the hit-and-run Christians. Going to get a hit on Sunday morning, and I'm out of there as soon as they say amen. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not going to come to the front. Don't want to do that. Maybe God's trying to get you to stop. Because in life, too often, we keep running and we keep rolling, and we never see that we've got a busted taillight that we're out of balance in our money, we're broken down in that relationship. We, you see, God is trying to use his encounters to get you to stop. I love what, what David says in the book of Psalms. Psalm 139, the whole passage, it, it starts by saying this. And when I read this verse, many of us have heard this verse, but we don't read the context. Here's what the context of this verse is. This is literally what, God, what David says. Everywhere I go, I bump into you. When I go to the mountains, you're in the mountains. When I go to the valley, you're in the valley. I can't get away from you. I collide with you at every turn. And finally, after he acknowledges this collision, here's what David says. Okay, God, search me. And know my heart and test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of life. I want to tell you today, God has intended collisions, moments with you. And maybe those moments are allowed, because here's the thing. I mean, when you get in a car accident, you want to get your car fixed. Come on, how many have ever seen one of those cars driving around with duct tape? <laughs> on the taillight, duct tape holding on the side mirror, come on. And what do you think? Get yourself into the auto repair place and get that thing fixed. Come on, right? How could, come on, come on, anybody here ever judge? Come on now. Some of you are judging me right now because I just said that. <laughs> you know you've done it, right? You've had those moments where you're like, I can't believe they'd leave that duct tape on there. Don't you have any pride? Come on, anybody. I just wonder. I just wonder if God isn't in heaven looking down at us sometimes going, why are you still have that duct tape there? 
that this collision that you had wasn't to hurt you, it was to help you. Because I'm just trying to help you see something that you haven't been able to see before. Aren't you thankful for the collisions with God? Come on, somebody, amen. Let's learn a little more. Because he doesn't just want us to stop and make an assessment. As we keep reading on the story, here's another point. When you collide with God, it has to do with vision. A collision is about vision. Let me say it that way. Come on, that's actually good. It rhymes. I feel like I'm a poet or a lyricist. Everybody say it with me. A collision is about vision. Come on, let's try it again. A collision is about vision. Let's look at the story and see where we find that. Mary's trying to figure out what's going on. She's a little frustrated, doesn't quite see it, doesn't figure things out. She's like, what does this all mean? And then here's what we discover. Don't be afraid, Mary. Luke 1.30. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. And then he begins to open up her vision to see something that she could have never seen before. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and we know that this son is through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not through a man. Um, it's through the, through the power of the Spirit of God. He says, you're going to conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and we be called the son of the most high, the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. And his kingdom will never end. I had an accident. I'm sure you're like, man, you've had a lot of accidents, Pastor Jared. <laughs> and uh, in this accident, I got hit again from behind. And what was interesting is I had to take my car in to get it looked at. And what I discovered was, um, actually, now that I think about it, this must have not been an accident where I got hit from behind because I had to replace the, the light or the, what's the light in the front of the car? Okay, so it was a different kind of accident. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I don't know exactly what happened. But here's what I do know about the story. How many of you have ever had selective amnesia? Come on. What I do know about the story is that when I went to get the car fixed, that as they began to replace the light on the right side of the car, they came to me and said, hey, just so you know, you might want to replace the light on the left side of the car because it's got all of this oxidization that's there and it's kind of fuzzy and dark compared to the new one. And what's interesting, if I had not had an accident, I would have not seen what was wrong with my car. You see, with Mary, there was a collision and then when the collision took place, God used it to help her start to see new things. And I want to tell you, there are encounters with God. There are encounters with God even through trial and tragedy. And God will use them to, to help you see new things. For Mary, here's what he was saying. I know you want to be a mother, but you don't realize that I'm going to take your being a mother to a whole nother level. 
I know you want to take care of children, but I'm going to take your taking care of children to a whole nother level. There's some things that you need to see. I'm trying to connect your passion and your gifting. I'm trying to connect your purpose to a higher calling. Here's what you need to know. I want to use you. I want to empower you to even do something greater. I just want to stop and say, there's a lot of us in life who think that, well, I'm just supposed to take care of my kids. That's what God's called me to do. Or I'm just supposed to provide, help provide for the family. Or I'm just supposed to coach this team because nobody else will do it. I got to tell you that when you really have an encounter with God, suddenly you start to realize that the things you're doing, God has a greater purpose for them. Because Mary was learning that when God, let me say it this way, when God chooses you, he then uses you. And I want you to know today that God doesn't just choose you because he loves you. He chooses you because he wants to make sure that he can, he's using you. Your plans, your gifts, your abilities, guess what? They were given to you by God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. So every gift and every calling and everything that you're doing in life, you've been given it by God. But too many of us are driving around with a, a light that's, that's kind of glazed over that doesn't shine as brightly as it should because we haven't caught a glimpse of the vision that God has. That's what Higher Vision Church is. My vision in life is to help you find God's vision for yours. Higher vision is helping you to discover God's vision for your life. So that's my passion. That's my destiny. It's to help you see what God sees for you. And I'm going to tell you one of the greatest ways he gets our attention, one of the greatest ways he opens our eyes is when we have a collision with him. It could be in an altar moment. It could be a prophetic word. It could be something he speaks in our devotion time. It could be in the middle of our divorce. God collides with you to release his vision over you. That's why I love what he says in Isaiah, and I'll move on. Isaiah 43, 18 says, but forget all that. He's talking about the past. Forget the things that are behind. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. How many would say, I love new things? God wants to do something new. He's talking about the children of Israel here and how they'd lost their way. In fact, what's interesting is not only had they lost their way, but they were going to wake up at this moment where they're in another country, scattered throughout the world. And this prophetic message by Isaiah was given because he knew that one day they were going to wake up far from where they thought they would be and think that God had forgotten them. And so he makes sure that they know when you have that moment where you think, like, think that God has forgotten you, you think you're far from where you want to be. Anybody ever been far from where you want to be? He says, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something new. See, have I, see I've already begun. Do you not? What does it say? Collision is about God releasing his vision in your life. Heck, I'm not going to end the sermon, but just close your eyes for a second.
can you pray a little prayer and just say, Holy Spirit, in the middle, you don't have to repeat it, I just want you to, to say this in your heart. Holy Spirit, as you're thinking about, maybe for you that collision is a, is a trial that you're in and you've kind of bumped against God because you've, you've called out to him. Or maybe you've had some encounters with him this weekend. I just want you to say, God, what is it you want me to see? What is the vision? That maybe taking care of this child is more than just taking care of this child. Maybe it's understanding that I'm taking care of your child. There's a prophetic message there that maybe what you think you own doesn't actually belong to you. Maybe what he's called you to is not ownership but stewardship. God, give us a vision. Do you not see it? Do you not see it? Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Give us a revelation. Do you not see it? Do you not see it? Somebody say amen. Let's go on and talk a little bit more about this story. So much coolness in the middle of this story, this collision with God. Here's the next thing that as I was reading through, the Lord began to speak to me. And here's what it is. Write this down. I know I have lots of points tonight, but hang in there. When you collide with God, he always releases his resources. Come on, I thought I'd get a better amen on that one. Let me say that one again. When you collide with God, he releases his what? Resources. Let's read what it says in the story. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will, what's the next two words? You need to underline those words. He will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the, now look what it says, word of God will never fail. Now before we move on, I want to give you a few words here. And the first word I want to give you is the word favor that we've read about in this passage. The word favor there in the Greek is a word which means this. It means to show grace or goodwill to place blessings on. How many would say amen for favor? Come on, how do you know sometimes favor isn't fair? God just chooses who he chooses because he loves them and he wants to do it in their life. How many thank God for favor? The second word I want to show you is the word overshadow. He said, you've got favor from God, Mary. God's chosen to bless you with the grace to place his blessing on you. And he says this, and he's going to overshadow you. I love this Greek word. Here's what it means, to shade or to cover. A few years ago, um, we were at my daughter's graduation. And when we were at my daughter's graduation, afterwards, my brother Brian was there and he decided to drive the car that belonged to my wife. And it was a Mercedes wagon. And so he got in the front seat and in the driver's seat and everybody jumped in and he was on his way down Valencia Boulevard, leaving the COC campus there where they had the graduation. And as he was going through the intersection, it turned red. And so he had to kind of move forward fast to get through it because it turned red. And as he was flying through, the car in front of him just stopped immediately. And bam, he slammed into the car and totaled it. Nobody was hurt. Hallelujah. 
But I was worried because he wasn't in my family. I didn't know if he was an insured driver. But then, when I called the insurance company, here's what they said. Don't worry, you're covered. And they wrote a check, and we got a new car. Come on. Because we were overshadowed. The car was covered. You realize what God's saying here is that when you have a collision with him, you're covered. So when you go through a trial, when you have more month than you have money, when you had a struggle in a relationship, when you had a, a situation that didn't work out, guess what? You're covered. Because when you surrender to God and you're in his process, he not only will give you favor, but he'll cover you and he'll put his blessings upon you. And what I love too is because as we read about the story of Mary, that's exactly what happened. I referenced it earlier on in the message. Remember when they had to leave because they were going to try to kill the, the young babies in Bethlehem? And what happened? They had to pick up, leave in the middle of the night, go to another country and live there for several years until Jesus was, what, 10 years old. So they were there anywhere from 8 to 10 years and come back. They literally left their home, left their belongings, left their job to go to a city in Egypt. They had no job. They had no house. They had no money. They had no bank account to pull money out of. They had nothing. But guess what? When you have a collision with God, his resources are your resources. And he says, no, you're covered. And so before they left, just a few days before that or a few months before that, here come the Magi and they kneel down before this baby, this toddler actually, and they give him gold and frankincense and myrrh. I mean, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. And now they have what they need to step into the next season that God's called them to. And what I want you to know is when you're with God, when you have a collision with him, he doesn't just do it because he wants to teach you something. He wants to do it so that he can give you something to provide for you what you need in your next season. Somebody say amen. Because you're going to end up in a place you didn't plan on, needing something that you hadn't brought with you but you don't have to worry because you're covered. Ooh, somebody say, I'm covered. Because a collision with God will release his resources. And I want to end with this before we do the last point. It says, and the word of God will never fail. You know what that means in the Greek? It's impossible it's incapable of not happening. God's vision and destiny for you are impossible, incapable of not happening because God's word does not fail. Somebody say amen for a collision with God. Isn't this a good story? Whew. Let's get the last point and we'll land this plane. As I read it, here's the last thing the Lord showed me and that is when you collide with God, he's waiting for you to yield. Well, if I yield, then we don't collide. It doesn't make sense, Pastor Jared. It's a double negative. 
Luke chapter 1, verse 38 says, Mary responded. This is crazy, Gabriel. Hey, Gabe, I don't know about this. I don't know how Joseph's going to take this. I'm engaged. Everybody's going to talk about me. I don't know if I can do what you want me to do. So, Gabe, talk to the hand. Pick somebody else. That vision thing, this collision is uncomfortable. Talk to somebody else. But that's not what she says. Was that good? Those of you that have attitude, do I have a little attitude in that? You can work on that attitude thing. Do I need to snap? Does that help? Does that help? Yeah, okay, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. But instead, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. You know what I think God's looking for? One reason why I encourage you to respond during your messages, some of you grew up in a, a church that maybe was quiet and reserved, and you're like, why is the pastor always wanting us to say amen? You know why? There's a reason for it. It's not just because I'm an extrovert and all crazy and need reinforcement <laughs> to keep going. You know why? Because here's what the Bible says. All the promises of God are yes and amen. What does amen mean? May everything you have said about me. May everything you've said about my kids, God. May everything you've said about Higher Vision Church in this region, may every promise that you have made come to pass. I say yes and amen. I yield to you. I surrender to you. And I say amen. So be it. Let it happen. God, do it. Finish the work. Complete the task. Let it be done. why I want you to say amen because maybe even if you're not consciously doing it subconsciously something inside of you is starting to go yes God amen God amen to that in my life amen to that promise for me all the promises of God are yes and amen because the yes always releases the rest You realize that her husband, who should have divorced her, didn't and believed her and stood by her and raised this child, not because she convinced him first. Instead, she had faith first because the yes will always release the rest. The money to get to Nazareth and to get back didn't come before. It wasn't like, well, if you bring me the money 
to go to Egypt when we need to go to Egypt, then God will say yes. And how many times in our lives do we do that? Lord, I'll tithe if you give me extra money to do it. Or I'll, I'll go on that missions trip if, if my boss calls me and tells me you can have next, you know, a week or two off next year, anytime you want. I'll, I'll do it, God, if you. But could it be that God's just trying to get us to say amen, to, trying to get us to say yes, because he wants to give you the rest of the promise and, the, and the, the, the blessing and the vision and the purpose that he has for you because the yes always releases the, yes, the rest. I'll end with this. There are things you can do, places you can go, Lives you can impact, but they're on the other side of your yes. Because when you collide with God, He's waiting for you to yield. Close your eyes. Whew, I feel the Holy Spirit here tonight. I feel like the Holy Spirit's wanting to bring some collision some engagements, some encounters, some intentional collisions. Well, Pastor Jared, you know, I, I'm new to this church thing. I don't understand everything. And, you know, people talk about heaven and hell and that God loves me and Jesus died for me. And, but I don't know if I can do that. I don't know this whole accepting Jesus or asking him to forgive me of my sins or becoming a Christian. I don't know if I can do it. If you could just prove it to me. If you could prove it to me. And maybe I'd say yes. Let me just stop and say, if I could prove it to you, then you wouldn't need any faith. And the Bible says you're not saved through works. You're saved through faith. So the rest being eternal life, God's forgiveness it's on the other side of your yes it's on the other side of you saying yes Lord I, I, will, I will believe in you belief or faith is not just some supernatural encounter where you have a light from heaven that shines Woo! faith is choosing to believe and tonight if you want to go to heaven if you want your sins forgiven because here's the thing we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God Every one of us. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ came into the world. And watch this. He came into the world. He lived the per a perfect life and then he died on a cross to pay the price for your sins. And the world is saved. All you have to do is say yes. But do you realize that you can receive salvation because a woman said yes. The whole world was changed. Come on, think about that, women. Come on, think about that. You need to know that if you come to Higher Vision Church, we believe that God has his hand on women. We believe that women can arise and step into their callings and giftings as leaders, as pastors. You know that, you understand that. And here in this church, you understand this. Listen, that... The world was changed because a woman said yes.